here. Welcome back to Fan Wonderland, and it's time to fall down the rabbit hole with us again. I'm TJ, and today we have with us Epic Voice Guy, and the guy you've probably heard at least once in your life, the man of a thousand voices, John Bailey. He's the honest trailer's voice, his voice countless trailers, toy commercials, and much more, which we'll dig into today. Thanks for giving us your time today, John. Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. First, let's begin with how did you get into voice acting, and why voiceovers? Uh, it's, uh, it's a really long story, but I'll give you the shortest version I can. Um, I was a, a kitchen manager at a fast food restaurant, and my wife was home and bored because that's, she had her hands full with babies. So she made a MySpace page back when that was all the rage, and it was before pop-up blockers came built into your computers. So uh, an advertisement popped up for a, a it was basically a national chain of, uh, of studios. But they also acted kind of like an agency. They weren't an agency officially, but they did represent a lot of talent, both union and non-union. But they really pushed their non-union talent because you can make a lot of money from your non-union talent being a studio, which is unfair to the talent, but it makes a lot of profit for the studio. So I didn't know any better back then. And uh, my wife's like, oh, look, they have a location in our hometown. You should definitely, because she knew I did voices. I've been doing voices since I was like four years old. And I was like, yeah, that's stupid. She's like, well, the worst they can do is say no. So what do you have to lose? And I started thinking about it. And I mean, the only thing I really would lose is a few minutes to get there and back home. And the worst they do is say, yeah, no, thank you, but no, thank you. you know. And uh, I went in, tried out. They blew them away, and they recorded some very, very simple, not great demos for their website. And they signed me the following January and uh, sent me my first audition on February 4th. That was 2010, and February 11th, it was not even two weeks later, I booked my first gig, and I was still working full-time at a job during the evenings. I had moved on to uh, a heavy machine operator for a warehouse, which is the majority of the jobs that I did before I became a voice actor, and so I could only audition during the morning time, and then uh, the housing bubble popped and caused a huge problem with the economy. So uh, my wife and I talked about it. She's like, well, you know, and of course the company I worked for got hit with that and went and I had to file bankruptcy. And when it came out of bankruptcy, they closed down the factory I worked out. I worked at. And I had a little 401k. I had some unemployment and, uh, and a severance package that lasted a few months. And my wife and I talked about it. She's like, well, why don't you just audition full time? Just do it all day long. Because right now you've only been auditioning until you had to go to work. And I'm like, sure, why not? You know, maybe if I do more auditions, I'll make more jobs and we can make up the difference in the amount of money we lose from my job going bankrupt. And uh, it wasn't long. And I'd been on YouTube since 2007, just doing whatever. And I'd even made a few videos doing movie trailer voices as well as other just you know, impression videos or sketch comedy, whatever. But it was always centered around doing voice things. And my first manager found the video um, of me doing a bunch of different film genres in one trailer. So it, it was it was one trailer but each part of the trailer was a different genre of movie, and it was kind of all blended together. It's a little thing I wrote, Scooby little video, and I think I called it the Movie Men Tribute because I did a lot of different uh, movie trailer guys in the same video. And my first manager found the video after Don LaFontaine. He was the original godfather of movie trailer voice. In fact, he's the guy who wrote things like In a World and One Man, you know, those infamous movie trailer lines. He's the one who actually came up with those in the first place. He died very young, and my manager was looking for somebody else that did something like that. Found me, thanks, thanks to YouTube and getting lots of views. I was kind of high up on the searches, 
and he contacted me. I thought it was an identity theft scam, but it turns out it was a legitimate deal, and he started uh, managing me in, 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 in addition to running his own movie trailer company and increased my, uh, my income by three times what I was making at a, at a forklift job just within the first year. And by the time I'd been with him a couple of years, I'd booked a couple hundred movie trailers by then. And then uh, the guys over at Honest Trailers, uh, the YouTube series, found me. They're the exact same video, but then they looked at my website and saw all the movie trailers that I'd worked on. They're like, wow, you're like the real thing. I'm like, yeah. I was like, would you ever consider doing a YouTube collaboration with us? I suspect before I really knew what YouTube collaborations were. And I'm like, well, what would that entail? And he's like, well, check out some more videos, see what you think. And I remember thinking that the writing was real strong. The voice, you know, was not a legitimate professional movie trailer voice, but I, I, I got what they were going for. I'm like, yeah, I could do work on something like that. So uh, I, the hope was to grow my own YouTube channel, and uh, which it has. And it also ended up growing my career. But at, at the beginning, I really didn't want that to be included with my professional work because it was basically making fun of myself. <laughs> um, so I, because whenever I would walk into a thing, they would be like, oh, we, we, uh, we may have heard your voice before. Uh, what was it? And I made the mistake a few times of saying, oh, there's this thing online called Honest Trailers. Like, oh, so you're not a real movie trailer guy. You're just an internet YouTube voice guy. And I'm like, and I always ended up hurting my career rather than helping it. But once uh, once it became mainstream a few years, several years later, now it's, you know, it's, it's cool. Whereas before it was like, oh, we don't want to, you know, we don't want a fake guy. We want a real, and I, I had to always explain like, no, I, I do professional voice never work. You know, that's my full-time job. The YouTube thing is something separate. Now it's kind of a merging of the of the two, and it's, it's okay to be a social media influencer and a YouTube voice guy as well as a professional voice actor. So, um, But, yeah, the uh, the professional voiceover stuff, I'd only booked maybe one a month or something. I'd do sometimes two or three a month, and uh, I didn't think I was doing very good at it originally, and uh, the producer at the first place that got me started He's like, we have people that have been here five years and never booked a single job, and you're, you're doing fine. You're already booking every month. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know any better. And then uh, after I started booking real trailers, I started booking a little bit of everything. I did commercials, trailer, audiobook. Um, I did some voices for some toys, um, video game stuff eventually. And then my, my, my first manager realized he could not manage me properly and run his own company at the same time so he found me the best manager in the business it took him a little, a little while but then my current manager and i met and she's like uh yeah we'll give you a try we're not going to sign you or anything we'll just give you a shot we'll throw a few auditions your way and then uh they asked me for if i could do an adam sandler sound alike i'm like yeah i do lots of sound alike and i ended up picking this huge gig where i was i did like 56 jobs for adam sandler's voice for hotel transylvania first film and they're like, yeah, we'd like to sign you. And uh, that opened up the door for tons of ADR, which is when that's what filling in for other people in the sound like. That's basically what it is. And uh, so now that's like a third of my career is just filling in for other actors, which nobody even knows it's me. Uh, currently filling in for a lot of big ones. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Ryan Reynolds, and what's the Chris other one? Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. And now there's another one that's like current. Well, the other one's one that I can't talk about. Um, so anyways, because uh, that one they could figure out. Uh, so yeah, that's like my career in a nutshell. And the bigger my career gets, the more, you know, I'm still trying to work on getting into animation, but I've stopped and booking a lot of new video game stuff. I'm in uh, the new WWE 2K19, uh, or is it 18? I can't remember. Whichever the new WWE game is, I do a character in there. 
Um, I'm Torchman and Rush in the new Mega Man 11. Um, I'm also some creatures in the latest Warcraft for Battle for Azeroth. And I believe there's several other games later this year that uh, I'll be able to announce not too long from now. But yeah, that's just kind of it. Not a, not this, that, believe it or not, that's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest and your favorite viewer comment you've ever read at the end of an honest trailer? Um, is the one that sticks. Out. I don't know the age of your audience, and I've got a son in the car that I don't want him to repeat what I'm saying, so maybe I won't say that. Probably like <laughs> young adults. Uh, yeah, but probably Shrek is the Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Is such a such a stupid thing, and yet it gets more requests than like anything else. Maybe, <laughs> well, I don't make them. I'm I'm just the voice for yeah. that series, which is where a lot of confusion comes. People assume mm-hmm. that I do everything just because they hear my voice in it. It's done by a company. It's done by a team of people. They've got editors, they've got a whole group of writers. Hey, they've got a whole group of writers, they've got um, a director. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fully-fledged professional get-up. I'm just the voice guy. Is there a particular it's, line it's become, you get asked to say a lot at like conventions and places you go? Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Shrek is love, Shrek is life, for some reason. <laughs> you also provided your voice for a John Grisham authored audiobook. How did that one come about, and had you voiced an audiobook before? Yeah, I've voiced an, I haven't voiced out of John Grisham's book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't that know where that came that from. That one must have been here. Um, no, oh, I, I did, I've done a, I've done a couple, and, uh, yeah, they're, those are not jobs I would, I mean, for people who do that full-time, more power to them, because it takes a lot of effort, a lot of work, and a lot of time, and it's just, it's, it's draining. Uh, it took me, the last hour of, the last day of recording for that, I had a, I had a week to record it. I usually, usually with audiobooks, you get the book way in advance, so you can read it through out loud, and you can make sure that, you know, you've got all the pronunciations correct. I was given the week, the, the book two weeks before we had to record it. There's barely even enough time to read the thing. And uh, and it had a lot of tech. It was a it was a military audio book, so it was a lot of technical terms, uh, a lot of military terms that I, we didn't know if we were pronouncing correctly or if they were supposed to be spoken together as a word or spelled out with letters. And then there was a lot of foreign uh, countries where we weren't sure we weren't sure how to pronounce those. And uh, so yeah, it was uh, that was rough. It was a very rough experience. Yeah, what is your most memorable voiceover to date that excited you in a fanboy? Oh, getting to voice Optimus Prime still like a childhood dream come true. And I'm so happy that Hasbro keeps having me back to work on different things. Um, there's uh, there's some things I can announce and there's some things I can't talk about. You know, I've done the voices for a lot of internal projects for like the different retail stores that they do, you know, uh, brand deals with where it, they got a movie or a show coming out and they have you know their their presentation reels and I do the voice of Optimus because it's it's smaller rush jobs where Peter Cullen doesn't have the time to do it himself or just won't do it period and I'm like you know the understudy which is cool with me I would never want to take his job away from him so I'm just kind of the guy who you know cleans up <laughs> um but yeah there's uh there's like uh, and then being in that was my first cartoon. It was uh, the combiner work. So yeah, that, and that was uh, my first time doing a group a group record where it's actually more than one actor in the room. Which I found out the most cartoon booth directors actually prefer not to do group records because they said it just it takes too much to time and effort to get the job done because too many too many cooks in the kitchen. I guess. Um, but for me, that was a, that was an amazing experience. Is getting to go in with another group of actors and kind of play off each other, and it just feels like it, you get a better product that way. Um, but we never, we, we, we didn't all record all at the same time. We record in smaller groups 
I guess because the Bang Zoom doesn't have um, the the bigger studio. I mean, I, I think their biggest one you could fit maybe ten people in there, but we usually did groups of three or four. But yeah, that was a, that was an amazing experience. So uh, and then definitely my like, and it's mainly because it's a big break. It's not necessarily in the, you know my favorite job ever, but it was it's it's memorable because it was a big break for me. Uh, when Two K Games first contacted me, they found me through a YouTube video of me doing the voice of Optimus Prime. They're like, we don't want to go through all the red tape of of auditioning 500 people. And when I already know, I, I heard you on YouTube, but I know what I want to hear. Just tell me what, who your agency is so I can hire you. So I was like, awesome. Yeah, I don't even have to audition. That's that's always great when you don't have to fight the rest of the people for the job. So uh, yeah, I uh, I end up getting the job with XCOM that way, which is end up being one of my favorites and. A multiple award-winning game too, which is awesome. So uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of like space chess with aliens versus humans, but it's it's, it's a really cool addictive game. And now there's now there's uh, you know XCOM Enemy Within, Enemy Unknown. Um, there's several DLCs that I worked on, and then XCOM Two, and uh, and that's all that I'm allowed to talk. About. <laughs> But that led to a lot more cool stuff because WWE2K uh, really likes me. That's why they add me, record things for WWE and other things that I can't talk about yet. But uh, I love working with them because they know that I'm down to do whatever they need me to do. Sometimes we record 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, yeah, that's just the, the price you got to pay to make sure the client's happy, make sure that they like you so you can keep getting more work. But, yeah, that was like my first big AAA title, which really opened the door for more video game stuff. And the bigger my career gets, the more people want to have me in just because they know who I am, which a lot of that's, that's a lot of voiceover. Most of the jobs, you don't get them because you're the best person for the job. You get them because people either know who you are or they, they already know your work from other things. It's like, Oh, we know that guy. We want to work with that guy. Or we know that girl. We want to work with her. So it's, it's all about building up, not just, you know, getting yourself out there, but building up a brand where you can gain that recognition. People know that, you know, that, uh, that brand, not necessarily the person himself. So sometimes it's like, it, it, it's kind of like uh, we know the brand, but we don't know who that is. It's like, oh, that's the guy. And then once that light bulb comes on, like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. That That's usually what really helps me to, to get more opportunities. You're the voice of a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in the teaser for the Marvel Strike Force game. As, what, was, yeah. what was it like doing that one? Uh, that's one of the ones that I actually auditioned for, and they just really liked me. And just uh, they were, I was, and that's just my voice. It's just me being me, being a, a lazy bored security guard. But that was a fun spot too because we they allowed me to improvise a little bit and play around with the you know that I didn't have to necessarily stay on script for it because they were like, well, if you were a security guard, which is what acting is, you're just pretending to be somebody else. So I was like, if I was bored as a security guard at at you know on Marvel's boat or ship or base or whatever. You know, what, what would I be doing, you know? Um, and that's, that's, we just played around, and they freaking liked it. <laughs> I was like, cool. Yeah, is it gotten hard to keep track of all the voices you've done? Yeah, it didn't used to be. It used to be, I, I did so little that I knew, I'm like, I would give be able to give you an example of every single job that I'd ever done. But then, as the career got bigger and bigger, it just got impossible to keep up with. I can't even keep up with what I'm currently working on, let alone name and anything that I've worked on in the past year, like, only the ones that really stand out are the ones that I can remember anymore, which is great. That's a great problem to have. So now I actually have to write things down so I don't forget what stuff is, which is so funny because my career, my resume is actually much, much longer 
uh, and more impressive than what actually shows up on IMDb. In fact, some of the things on IMDb, I'm not even sure I voiced those things. I'm not. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, I don't know if I worked for you or not. But thanks for the credit. I guess yeah, I've been at it for almost almost ten years now. So nine nine years. No, did I? Yeah. Was was probably been your favorite honest trailer to pull apart. I don't do the pulling apart. Well, I just like do the to, reading of when the you, script. When you're reading through it, is the one uh, that's... As far as, like, the one, that, the one that turned out the best, I think, is probably Pacific Rim, the first one. Um, that's one of the few where I actually helped write of it. They they kept talking about how they felt something was missing. I was like, well, you guys totally skipped over the drift stuff. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, they make such a big deal out of drifting. Like, first, it has to be somebody who's a blood relative, who's compatible, blah, blah, blah. And then twice in the movie, it's one guy by himself. And then a big chunk of the movie, it's two complete strangers. How are they magically drifting? They're like, wow, how did we miss that? So he, like, wrote that whole section on the spot with my help. And so, like, that's one of the few where I actually got a writing credit for it. Because, like I said, I, I don't write them. I just perform them. And it ended up being such a great trailer because it was just so... It's such a fun... And it's so accurate. It is a big, dumb, fun movie. It's the greatest dumb movie ever made. <laughs> and for, I know a lot of people probably aren't aware. You also voiced the Honest Game trailers... Which is, yeah. I, well, anything, most anything that's on, that's officially honest trailers, the honest anime, honest pre teasers, I think they call them, or to honest previews. I don't remember. Um, and then there's honest action and honest game trailers and honest movie trailers. So there's like five or six different ones. I was I was looking at the XCOM one last night, and you your comment of the voice like melted butter. Well, yeah. Anytime I anytime there's a, a game that I worked on, they try to work that in. Or they asked me what 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 you know, but with the XCOM, well, with 2K games in general, I had to. Uh, I almost got in trouble for the first XCOM one, or uh, yeah, it was the first one. So I, I told them ahead of time, and they said that's fine. They said, oh yeah, we love honest trailers. It's fine, you know, we're we're fans too. It's so no big deal. And then HR, the their their human resources department said we're going to have to let John Bailey go because he broke his non-disclosure agreement. I'm like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> But the guy that does the casting of it, there's like, no, he said, don't worry, I went to bat for you, I, I, I defended you. He's like, no, look, it's done. So like, go back and watch it again. He doesn't, he doesn't like rip apart the game. He just says he points things out in a funny way. That's that's what that sh- that series is. He did tell me about it ahead of time. He's under contract with those guys, so he worked it out. And I was, I'm I'm so thankful he was still working there, so he could save my job because like doing character work and working that's a big part of the career that I really really enjoy doing. And I would hate to have that door closed because of some other thing. So, yeah, that's one where I finally was like, well, maybe we should run this by them first before we post anything just to make sure everything's cool because I don't want to get fired or anything. So, uh, yeah, and they ended up working out a deal where they, you know, everything was all right because I know they do a lot. They do a lot of sports games. They do a lot of, you know, 2K does a little bit of everything. They do military games, sports games, uh, strategy, RPG, or whatever. So I was like, the more I work with them, the more... <laughs> and it's been an ongoing problem since I first started working with Honest Trailers. I'm always nervous when they when they go... I don't say go after, because when they, when they do something about a show or a movie that I did work for, and I'm just like, you know... They're not exactly gentle on Transformers <laughs> no. uh, movies. And, um, yeah, and when, when they first did Breaking Bad, I did all the trailers for Breaking Bad. Every time there would be a new season out on Blu-ray and DVD, I would do the trailer for it. Including like both of the spots, the series, the series, complete series, and the Breaking Bad online store that played during the very last episode, like 
both of those were my voice, like uh, millions of people probably at that episode. And I was like, you guys better be nice to Breaking Bad because not only is it a great show, but I do a lot of work for those guys and I don't want to get fired. But dude, don't worry, we'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and, and it's kind of been, it's kind of like the comedy central roast of celebrities where it's, it's done and fun where it's like we're not being so harsh on them where I can get to fact, a lot of a lot of the companies that make the movies actually are themselves fans of the show like Ryan Reynolds of Deadpool like they actually they even admitted that they borrowed the opening credits for the first movie from Honest Trailers the starring section and that's why he was so happy to work with us on the actual Honest Trailer because he was like oh man we gotta have Deadpool making fun of his own movie or talking about his own movie that would be great so stuff like more and more studios and there's there are a few that get very very angry uh, I have not been told which ones, but I've t- been told that they have had some problems with a few studios that do not like it at all. But in general, most people have actually been really happy. It's like, you're, you know, you honest trailers makes fun of your movie or show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you've done well <laughs> when, when it's... Yeah, you've, you've arrived yeah. if you've got an honest trailer of your... Of your uh, I think that's a compliment to the guys behind it as well, that... It's at, it's at that level now where, like, you can just name it and people know about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you heard about the, the news uh, story about the Russo brothers. They actually, after watching what they did to, with the first Avengers movie, which that one that one was actually not me. Um, that was the original voice. But uh, after what they did um, with that first movie, they tried to honest trailer-proof the next movie so, so there wouldn't be anything to pick on. Which I thought that was was like wow we're actually making movies better <laughs> like pointing out the problems. I, I was thinking that the other day when I was because I've been watching a lot of them in their lead up to interviewing you today. I've just been watching a lot of the honest trailers and I've just been thinking, well, why wouldn't you honest trailer proof it? Because there's a lot that honest trailers hasn't touched. Like I know Archer's one they haven't actually touched. Oh yeah, so many. <laughs> That's, that's, uh, there's a lot out there. They haven't messed with Coco yet for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know if they have their... I don't know what their reasons are. They do what they do when they do it. I don't... I don't. I just read the script. <laughs> Thank you once again for giving up your time to chat with us, John. Hey, no problem. Thanks Hopefully for having me on. catch John on YouTube, voicing Honest Trailers Weekly, and likely on more trailers soon. Yeah, you can actually find me at Epic Voice Guy on all the social media things, uh, mainly post content to Instagram. And uh, but you can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm on a brand new app called Stardust. Uh, I'm not sure if it's available in the EU. I'm not sure if, what part of the country you're in, so it may depend. But I don't know. You may have an international audience, but it's a great place for movie lovers and TV show lovers to go review and watch reviews of movie shows and trailer reactions and all kinds of cool stuff. But yeah, Epic Voice Guy on all the stuff. Thanks for having me on. I've been your host, TJ, and we'll see you all in the next episode.